Hello, and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free, and no RSVP is required. So you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight is part three in a four-part series where we're talking all about the elements. Now, we've already talked about the element of earth and water, so if you wanted a recap of that, you're welcome to go get caught up on those last episodes. And tonight, we're talking all about the element of air. This is the one that we all work with a little too much sometimes. So why is this important? This is important because the elements are literally the building blocks of all creation. Everything around us can be categorized as one of these four elements. And even though our modern day science has broken them down way, way, way into molecular and quantum kind of forms, at the heart of it, it's still four basic elements that make up everything, including us. So understanding that balance can be pretty helpful in our lives. This is important because learning how to identify the elements and their influence helps you adjust more readily when life inevitably throws you off balance. The goal of the spiritual slash healing path is not about maintaining balance because that's impossible. Shit happens around you. It's going to throw you off balance. Your job is to recognize it sooner so you can adjust quicker. Which is why this is important because having access to this information allows you to recognize the signs of imbalance sooner so you can adjust quicker. Now, the idea of the elements is some of our oldest, oldest knowledge. Long before we had any information about our world, we were able to classify our world into four basic structures. Now, this was first written down and documented by the Greek philosopher Empedocles, who was also a scientist and a healer. He's the first person who said that there are four basic elements that make up 
everything. And he recorded this back in 450 BCE. It was later added to by Aristotle, who added a fifth element known as ether. Now, the theory is, is that everything in our world is made up of specific kinds of structures. And these structures can be categorized in a way so as to understand their properties and how they interact with each other. If we're going to create fire, we need to know how to put out the fire and how to keep it contained. And so some of our earliest knowledge as humans was on how to balance the elements to keep ourselves safe. Now, while it was originally used to describe actual physical reality and how the elements work in our physical environment, Hippocrates later used it to describe the four temperaments that a person can have in terms of our psychology. Now, when it comes to understanding the influence of the elements in our life, it's very important to recognize that it's about balance. No one element is better than the other. It's not like you need to have more of this or more of that. It's not about being, well, I have to have exactly you know, a quarter of this, a quarter of that, a quarter of that, a quarter of that. It's about knowing how to find balance. It's about knowing when you're overthinking, well, this is the element of this. What element can I bring in to help me balance that out? So learning about the element is not about finding the perfection or pigeonholing ourselves. It's about knowing how to keep our balance when life inevitably throws stuff at us. So, of course, you exist on four layers of reality. So we have our physical self, that's our body, our tissues, our muscles, and that corresponds to physical reality, which is the world outside of you that you can experience with your five senses. We have our emotional reality. This is something that does not exist outside of us, but is very real, and it's associated with a part of our psyche known as the unconscious mind. We have our mental realm, our mental reality. This includes our thoughts, which we know are different from our emotions, also don't exist in physical reality. And so that's its own level of reality. And then, of course, there's the energetic realm, the energetic layer of reality. Now, in addition to each layer of reality being associated with different aspects of our psyche, they're also associated with different elements, which helps us understand the balance in our body and around us. Now, again, we've already talked about the elements of earth, which is connected to your physical reality, safety, and security. It's about your purpose, your self-worth, your work ethic. It's about abundance and receptivity. We've already talked about the element of water, which is our feelings, our intuition, our emotions, and our inner world. And tonight, we're going to talk about the element of air, which is associated with the mental layer of reality and your conscious mind. The element of air relates to anything that goes on in your thinky, thinky self. It's your thoughts. It's the I am. It's the thinker of the thought. It's the analytical mind and reason. It's that little voice that's questioning why, 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 why. It's associated with the movement of breath and with speech. Air is the part of our environment that we require for life. It is literally our life force energy that exists outside of us that we take into our bodies change it, use it for life, and then exhale back out. And so the element of air is all about the movement of breath in our body. And that means the use of our vocal cords as well. The only way for something to move from inside of us to exist outside of us is through the vibration of the sounds of our vocal cords, meaning speech, meaning the element of air is all about talking and speaking up, about using your voice. The elements of air represents our mental intention. What do we intend out of something? Sometimes we intend something and our actions don't really end up justifying it, but our intention matters. And so the element of air is all about our intention, 
And it's about our connection to that universal life force energy that literally brings us life. It's associated with our ability to make decisions, to cooperate with others, to integrate. The element of air is connected to the divine masculine and it's associated with the heart and throat chakra. The heart chakra because that's where our lungs are and that's where the breath comes in and the throat chakra because we need to use that air to vibrate vocal cords to take what is inside of us and make it exist outside of us. Now, each of the elements is also represented on the astrological chart. In fact, the reason most of the astrological signs have the traits that they have is because of the elements that they're associated with. So when we're looking at the elements of air on the astrological chart, we're looking at the signs of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Now, if you look at the psychology of these signs of the air elements, people who have a lot of air in their psychology tend to be very cerebral. They're very immensely curious. They love to use their voice. They love to talk, 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 talk. They love to share ideas, just connect and talk and think and talk and think. They love the debate team. They love to solve puzzles. They enjoy doing things that activate that logical, rational part of their psyche. People who have a lot of the elements of air in their psychology tend to be lifelong students and learners. They're constantly going back to school. They're constantly upgrading their skills. They love to devour knowledge. People who have a lot of this element in their psychology are often full of dreams and ideas, but if they don't have balance from the other elements, such as earth to ground it, such as fire to put it into action, then their ideas and dreams may not come to fruition. So those people who are just thinky, 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 and I, we could do this and we can do this, but never quite pull the trigger might be an imbalance of air there. If there's an imbalance of error in the psychology, then they can seem a little airheaded or like they always have their head up in the clouds, the daydreamers without any grounding. And without any effective boundaries, people with a lot of air in their psychology can be very prone to nervousness, to anxiety, to obsessions and compulsions because they're always thinking, 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 thinking all the time without any grounding energy, without any fire of action, without any flow of water. When we look at the tarot deck, we also see a representation of the elements there as well. There are four suits in the deck and there are four elements. and Each one is associated with an element. When we're looking at the elements of air, we're looking at the suit of swords. And so when you see this suit come up in the reading, it's about the mental layer of reality. It's about your thinking self, your judgments, your decisions. So how to work with the element of air. Let's say that you have discovered that you actually need some more air in your life. You have too much fire or too much water and you need more air in there. How can I actually work with this element? Number one, breathe. Anything that allows you to focus on taking air into your body and letting it out. I found it very interesting. Years and years ago, I went for a pulmonary function test. And the woman who gave the test was explaining to me that in asthma, or in asthmatic conditions, it's not the intake of air that's the problem. Often the issue is not letting it go. And so then eventually there's no space for new stuff to come in. And so they're constantly in a state of hyperventilation. I always found it interesting. A lot of us think that breathing means you have to take more air in. And a lot of us don't focus on letting it all out, letting it all go. So working with your breath in any capacity, whether it's formal breath work or just taking a moment to breathe in and out is a great way to work with the elements of air. You can work with the elements of air by creating space. Air is all about space. It's widespread. It fills in all the corners. It's invisible, but it's there. And so anytime we can create some space in our life, whether that's physical space by clearing crap out, 
emotional space by clearing crap out, <laughs> mental space or energetic space, creating space in your life is important. And that's working with the element of air. You can work with this element by speaking with honesty and integrity, telling someone something that makes them feel better, but that you don't believe, but you want to say, because it's nice and you don't want to say no and hurt their feelings is not speaking with honesty and integrity, which means, yeah, setting boundaries and sharing what you want. Working with the elements of air possibly could mean exploring mental pursuits, learning some higher knowledge, taking a class, learning something new, starting a new hobby. Anything that activates your thinky, thinky, thinky self is working with the element of air. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that learning to work with the elements is about learning to tune into all the realms of reality that you exist on. If you only work on one or two, you cannot possibly find the balance you're seeking. And so the elements is another way to bring some balance into your healing journey. Remember that the elements of air is all about the mechanism by which your thoughts and our ideas are expressed in the external world, meaning you have to use your voice, meaning you have to actually let the vocal cords in your throat vibrate with the air and breath of life and take your thoughts from that mental realm and allow them to exist outside of you. And remember that learning how to identify imbalances allows you to adapt more quickly, which is the goal. You are not meant to stay in balance all the time. To quote Esther Hicks, if you wanted to stay in balance all the time, you could have just stayed dead. <laughs> he came here to learn what it takes to adjust. So using the elements is one of the ways that you can adjust. And I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Identifying what we are and what we need is very different from actually taking action and taking steps to change it. Sometimes those steps are going to take you out of your comfort zone. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take the next step. And uh, of course, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Hey, um, so I remember at the beginning you mentioned that, um, I believe you said like sometimes we have too much air, like commonly, like we're too thinky, thinky and, and things like that. So with the how, that's more or less when you don't have enough air, then you want to like do breathing practices and speak and do a bunch of other, you know, take a class or whatnot, correct? So for someone, I don't have air in my thing, but I feel like that's usually where like my head is at. My mom was air. So I don't like, I don't know if I adopted all the like nervousness and overthinking <laughs> process, but I'm like, okay, so the op would it just be to ground yourself or just play with everything? So you kind of feel balanced. So when you have too much air, that's where you want to bring in the other elements. Right. So if you have too much air, you need to balance it with some more earth, potentially more fire, more water. So air is considered cold and dry. I believe. No, that's earth. Uh, hot and dry. And so bringing in cool and wet. So water and earth are good balancing. So earth is grounding. Anytime you're up in your head, get more grounded and then some sort of flow. So anything creative is the water element. And that's what you do to bring more balance in if there's too much air. So if there's not enough air, do the things I said tonight. If there's too much air, want to bring the other elements in. Thank you. Um, so are you saying that 
the all four elements are in us like we, we have all of them existing correct simultaneously but because of ba- imbalances um we just have to be that's what this is about finding you know being aware of what you need and what you need to add um but you at the beginning you said okay which one like did you guys identify with air and i i, I was sort of confused because i thought are we segregated one element or the other but we're right. not we are not so we are all of them and we have one that is our preference which is influenced by a lot of different things and in moments of stress good or bad stress we will default to our comfort zone the one that we are more comfortable in but we are all of them so for example when we've suffered some sort of loss in our environments i will have a lot of water suddenly in my path because i'm processing grief i'm processing sadness i'm processing things going on In that moment, even if I'm like an earth sign and I'm usually pretty grounded, at that moment, this tidal wave of water is starting to wash some of my ground away. And so in that moment, I need to bring in some of the other elements to balance it. So I am all the things, but in different moments of my life, different things will get me off balance. Maybe I have exams coming up and so I'm super, super, super cerebral. And as a result, I'm feeling exhausted because I'm not taking enough time for water for some flow or grounding for some rest. Maybe I'm thinking, but I'm not actually doing anything, right? So in every single moment of our life, we have to notice where are we out of balance and what can we bring in because we are all things and under any kind of stress, we usually have our comfort zone, right? Like in stressful moments, I default up to air, (laughs) right up into thinky, thinky land right? Grounding doesn't even exist when there's stress. But the rest of the time when things are pretty balanced, I'm decent at keeping myself grounded, right? And I'm an earth sign. So that's my natural place to go. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So when it comes to the air, you you talk about the ideas and the passion and the, and the thought of going for it. Um, I, I'm a little bit confused because I'm I'm I feel I'm more of a earth energy. I'm grounded. I'm logical, and I'm um, I don't necessarily always have fun with ideas, but I just know things need to get done. Um, but I think about it and I get it done. Is there a difference between long term air energy and short term goals and air energy? How much effort and and what elements come in? So if I know I have a big project that needs to be done and I have to think about it and you know and I know I have to get it done and I'm passionate about it. Uh, but I lose my wind along the way, and I'm like, huh, oh, then it becomes a chore, and okay, I got to push my, myself through it. But the short term goals and the short term sort of thought patterns and passion, they come across a little bit differently. Like I, I approach those totally different. Am I having a mixture of different energies and different thoughts? So are you? Yes, all the time, because we are all of them, they interact. And so when we are the doing of the doing, so the actual action, is grounded energy but when we're taking a lot of action it's a lot of fire which we're going to talk about next time and fire burns rapidly but if you're not feeding it it dies out and so we'll go and we'll go and we'll go but if we're not feeding it air a fire needs air to burn a fire if it doesn't have water to temper it there's so those of you come to retreat what we always have by the campsite big bucket of water right 
You always have to make sure that you have something that can tamp it down so it doesn't go out of control. So sometimes we have this fire, but it's out of control. It hasn't had. So think about when you actually build a bonfire. If you were to go out into the woods and build a bonfire, you'd find a clearing. So first you need some space, right? Otherwise trees go up, <laughs> trees go up in flames. Usually dig a hole into the earth or you surround it with rocks, something to contain the fire, something that is not flammable so that the fire can't get out of control. And then we have water handy. And to get the fire going, you need the initial spark, but then you often have to blow air on it to keep it going. But it can get out of control. And so there are some times where we have these projects where we just are like, boom, fire, and so much, so much gets done. But we didn't have any fuel handy. We didn't give enough air to feed the fire. We didn't give it enough flow, enough rest. And so we burn out fast. That's one of the, the downsides to a lot of fire energy. Um, we might find that we are thinky, 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 but we haven't taken any time to rejuvenate with water. Re water is all about receptivity. So it's about that rest. It's that pause. So if we have too much of air and fire and we've got like, I mean, fire plus air equals lots of fire. <laughs> So if we've got lots of air and lots of fire, we got lots of fire and chances are we don't have enough grounding or water to contain it. And so, yeah, it'll burn us to the ground and then we'll have to either lose our passion because we can't move or we have to find some other way to get ourselves to rest. So, yes, we are all things in all situations. And in some situations we can get in and out of balance because we're really good at some of the elements, but not as great at the others. So when I know I'm running a training, I have to take specific time to replenish and rejuvenate. When I'm running a retreat, I take time to sit literally with my feet in water. I got a lot going on. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of air. I make sure I am super grounded and lots of water element that weekend because when I didn't do that, I had to sleep for like six days afterwards just to try to catch my breath. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. just, I think I confused. I maybe overlapped the fire with the water a little bit. Um, feeling, you know, that burnout when you're, you're, you don't have enough of the other elements and the passion that, you know, drives the ideas, um, you know, seems that you get halfway through something. You're like, why did I start this? You know, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't feed your soul anymore. And then you're almost like, I, now I have to see it through, but it's, a, it, you're grudging it because you're just not, um, you, you probably, I guess you're, what you're saying is that I haven't taken enough of the other elements to feed whatever got it going in the first place yeah so the passion is fire the air is thought so you have the passion and the thought but without any grounding without any flow for receptivity the fire burns out too quickly there's mm -hmm. too much oxygen for it to burn and it kind of gets out of control so that might yeah, be just... the story of my life <laughs> <laughs> yay we've solved everything you just need to bring some more grounding and more flow done and done <laughs> thank you for that my pleasure my pleasure thank you again for joining me for this episode of the btg podcast which stands for bridge the gap with me jen fable remember if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time visit www.btgwellness.com slash circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.